Welcome to the Harnessing Your Divine Feminine Show, hosted by Andrea Bagby. We believe that when you give a woman an opportunity, you give her the world. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our videos. Hello, welcome to Harnessing Your Divine Feminine, the show where we give women opportunities to share their stories, their wisdom, their laughter, and their love. Today we are talking to Carlos Renee. Hello. I'm so excited you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, you have a wealth of information to give people. Just your journey, your story. Every time I talk to you, there's a new story and a new journey that you're triumphing. You're like climbing the mountain all the time, right. like new mountains, okay? Right. Yeah. So, what is it? Like, tell us about you, where you came from, what you do, how you fell into this crazy, like, HYDF world, this metaphysics. Right. So, thank you, first of all, because I do feel like I'm, my, my advisor is constantly telling me, can we take it one thing at a time? You're like, you... It's like you have to have five different major things going on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Renee, let's Carlos, like, tackle one thing at a time. But I'm literally trying to just be receptive and obedient and, uh, like, everything that comes to me. It, it may seem like a lot, but I, I'm learning and I realize now I'm a very strong person. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I didn't under, I didn't believe in that before. Um, but life is revealing me to myself uh during this time so um a lot of stuff is coming up but i and i feel like this past year i've been on a fast track um to my destiny and to healing and and everything and um and it all started last year and that's how i met you was that a year oh no that was two years it ago. was two years ago yeah, right it was two years ago it's been a fun two years though right. having you in my life same here. Um, and it's funny, like when we first met, like that year that we first met um, at the retreat, I ha I didn't even know you. I hadn't met you and I had just started seeing a healer. And the thing is, is I've, I've done therapy before mm -hmm. and it's all, it always seemed to go so slow and I always felt like they were just scratching the surface of what was really going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I was on all of these different medications, about six different medications for depression, anxiety, insomnia. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, just so many things. So I was taking medicine to go to sleep, taking medicine to wake up, taking medicine to cope. My whole life was numb. And, and at the point, because of where I was, like I had numbed everything in my life because I couldn't bear... It, life just became too much for me. Right. It was like everything from all of my experiences was coming full circle. Mm -hmm. And it was swelling me up with, and, and honestly, and I'm nothing, none of this is planned. I'm just going to talk and allow. Absolutely. We want to hear it. Some things may come out that I didn't even expect to come out. So I'm just going to let it go though. Do it. But, um, so going through that process, I got to a point in my life where I was just fed up and I got a diagnosis. What we were just talking about with the thyroid, I had gained like, um, I'm 4'11 and I was weighing like 175 pounds and um, my hair was falling out left and right. I mean, it, I would be in the shower and I could just feel it popping out. Mm -hmm. um, and anybody who knows me knows that I've always been really big about, I just had a thing for my hair. I don't know what that is. My mom doesn't, it's now my energy. son. 
It's energy? Yeah, hair carries a lot of energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've always had, uh, just been very particular about it. So at one point I looked up and I was just like, and I wasn't going outside. I wasn't doing things that I used to do. I love to write. I wasn't right. I wasn't doing anything but surviving day to day. Um, and up until that point, I mean, there were times where, I mean, I know I went a year without even just not really getting out of the bed. Um, just, yeah, it was awful. So I got to a point, um, I remember writing in my journal and I was just like, I feel something big is coming, something different. Didn't know what it was. Had never heard of a healer, but I knew I wanted therapy. I was like, okay, I have to get my life on track when I got that diagnosis because I just saw like the, the it's like I got a glimpse into how my life would end up mm -hmm. if I kept on that pattern um, of unhealthiness. And so I switched my diet up and um, went plant-based. Um, that was major. And it just really lifted my my spirits. Right. Like um, always. That is a key, right? right? It's so key. Food it is, is so such key. medicine. It's so, it's yeah. medicine. And I didn't realize that spirit was preparing me for the healing that was about to come. And you know, when you start doing this work, you know that the vessel needs to be clear. It needs exactly. to be light. It needs to, because mm -hmm. you're able to download more, you're able to receive more. So it's like, I, I didn't understand any of that. Didn't know any of it. And I knew also that I wanted to get off. I did. I no longer wanted to be so dependent on medicine medication something just kept telling me this isn't how it's supposed to be like I'm not supposed to be dependent on this to survive and I so even the way that I found my healer I had never heard of a healer that didn't know what it was but I picked up a inner inner space magazine at a restaurant okay just wasting time looking through it and it took me like two weeks to actually was sitting on my dining room table it took me like two weeks to actually look in it and go through it and when I did, I just saw an ad for this one person and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. And as soon as we talked our first conversation, she read me like that. She's like victim, martyr, savior. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's like, she, I know now that she opened me up. She opened me up to um, everything that was already there. But that moment didn't feel good, did it? It, it. I was relieved. Okay, good. I I'm was glad. relieved that somebody that I, I like there was a comfort, like oh, it got to the root of it. Yeah, that's what I felt it. like with therapy. Right now, I think therapy is good for specific issues, mm -hmm. yeah. like specifically grief. I think right, therapy is right. great for grief, but mm -hmm. like sometimes you just want to get to the root of it, and that's yeah. and that's what I needed. Like people, therapists used to talk to me, and I used to literally be in, in my head saying this stuff, and I'm like. I know that. I, I don't need you. Like, you're, there's a movie, uh, As Good As It Gets, with Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, you're you're describing, I'm drowning, and you're just describing the water. And that's how it felt. That has, yeah. Yeah, no, because it's it. just like, okay, but mm -hmm. what is at the root of this stuff? At the root Where is it. it coming from? And so, and you know, and doctors, and I, listen, medication, mental health is real medication i recommend it to get you from a to b but 
all of the doctors I have ever had had always said, oh yes, you're gonna need this for the rest of your life. And to me, I just I just used to say, well, what's the point then of therapy? What's the point? And then how can you tell someone you need this for the rest of your life? And I don't take any of it now and I don't require it, but it's just like you get adapted into mm -hmm. that. So I do feel like, like especially if you're suffering from extreme depression, sometimes there's you, like medication is good to help you come out of that. Right. However, I do. I feel like it's there to help us to get to where we can help ourselves. And we use all the tools. I right. Say we use all the things. Right. All the right. things. We draw all things needful. Everything. Our spirit draws to us the things that we need. See, all of these things I can talk about now because I've lived them and experienced them, and I can look back hindsight and say, "Oh, that's what that was." Oh, and I see how beneficial and necessary that dark, dark mm -hmm. part of my life was I see how it what why it was there why right. it was necessary mm -hmm. um because I'm <laughs> because I'm going to be there's so like I was I was led made to feel ashamed and embarrassed and everything because I was dealing with that but you, it meant it's so universal oh right it yeah. is it's mental so health universal. is real yes and, and it, I've had to learn to manage my symptoms and not identify with them right I tell women that every day manage the symptoms but don't identify them as you exactly exactly right. no that is not you this is just a part and that's where i feel like this phase of my life is being observed like observing mm -hmm. everything not responding necessarily but just observing like if there's some darkness to go oh i feel bad oh okay Where's that coming from? Not panic. I used to panic like, oh my gosh, I don't feel good. Like, I, you know what I mean? And it's like not coming from a place of trying to make it stop because it's just an alert to something that's a little off somewhere that you need attention to. Right. The depression, the sadness or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Easy. Right. So um, didn't mean to get off on a tangent on that, but I really needed to do that um, mental health thing because that that's major 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 and i was at a point before i started my healing of writing mm -hmm. uh, a book on mental health mm -hmm. because of so many stigmas around it especially in the black community right like you just do not talk about that you don't you what happens in your home stays in the home you it's a sign of weakness wow There's something's wrong with you like it's when people in my family found out about my different stuff, like I was made fun of, like it, it's mm. just like, you know, and, and they just throw stuff out, like words out, like it's, you know, and it's like people die over this stuff. Like absolutely, chemical, this is so absolutely. real. You That's know? unnecessary. So you yeah. definitely need people in your life who's going to support you and be understanding. But I just want people to know you have to first give that to yourself. Because you're not going to always get that from everybody. Even the people you expect it from the most are going to be some of the people that use that against you, hold it over your head. I mean, I have stories over that with people, you know, in my daily life who made me feel ashamed about it. Mm. So, like, it was something I can control or something. So, yeah. Um, so, when I started seeing her, I saw her, like, once a week. And we'd just go at it. And she, and it, the thing, it was... She always said, like our first conversation, she asked me about my mom. That's always been a volatile relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and she was, and I, she was asking me questions about her. And she was like, "Well, why do you feel like you know it's like this?" And I said, "I don't know. I think 
I think I carry some of her shame or something I said. And she's like, wow, Renee, do you know that it takes people like a year to get to what you just got to? And that's how it was with her. Everything, all she had to do was throw something out and I attached to it and come bring it out just like right. that. Yeah, it was really quick. Um, so, and I, I, I just, I did, I saw her for about three months and I was just like, oh my gosh, my life was just so different. I, I was able to identify my fantasy world. She kept saying like, you need to stop living in this van. And I'm like, what is the fantasy? I'm here getting help. I'm doing right, right, right. Yeah. I don't understand. I didn't understand what fantasy world was. Um, because I thought I was being true to myself and being real and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And one day I was on the I, 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 it's like I had a vision and then it was a gut punch because the reality of my life was shown to me. Wow. Just, I was at a doctor's appointment with my aunt and walking and it came to me and I was like, oh, I couldn't breathe. And I, I was like, what's happening? What's going on? Everything, all the relationships in my life that the truth and reality of them appeared to me, um, you know, and it, and it all made sense. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's like, wow, this is what she meant by fantasy. So then I had to go through a process of forgiving, letting go and everything. But I think that's why in the beginning of anyone's healing journey, the first thing you must and have to be is aware. Mm -hmm. You have to be aware of yourself. You have to be aware of and ready. Your, and ready. Ready, and ready. for awareness. But if right. you can't be ready if you're not aware. Right. And you can't, it's like you can't right. do mm -hmm. one without the other. Right. So, um, and then I started receiving messages and it's like, um, I guess this was happening all the time. I just was not aware. Right. I was not aware. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's amazing. That yeah, takes yeah. courage to walk in for that first healing session. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you probably sat in the car. Yeah. And went, what, what am I doing? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, and, and then everything became, well, Diana said this. Oh, and Diana mm -hmm. said that. And, I mean, she was calling me on stuff, like, making me face myself, having to get over myself. Um you know, something as simple as one day she was telling me about, I was telling her about how I have three men in my house, my son and my, my, my husband had two boys. And my youngest was going through this thing of walking around the house with a shirt off. To me, that's just inappropriate. Like, you right. say that, put that in your room. I don't need to see your chest. Like, you're right. a young man now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, and they just thought it was, like, the biggest thing. Like, and my husband was like, why are you making a big deal about that? And I was just like, I just think it's uncouth. It's inappropriate. Classy. Yeah, it's just so, ugh. Right. And so she was like, why are you doing that? That's your stuff, not theirs. And I was just like, no, I'm teaching. And she's like, no, you're forcing yourself onto them. Something as simple as that. I had been in an uproar. I got, I'm like, then I became the victim. I'm like, because everybody started getting in on me. The boys and my husband's like, don't make a big deal. You know, and I was just like, you guys, I can't, I don't have a voice in this house. I can never say what I want. You know, you guys always attack me, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I was, vic it was a cycle within myself that I kept right. doing victim, martyr, savior. Right. And so, um, so I started receiving messages and that's how I found you. Okay. Because um, like one day an owl was, I've never seen an owl before like that, sitting, I was, uh, and I just started loving nature. And I was sitting outside one time and this owl came up and was just sitting there. I was like, oh my gosh. So I tell her, and she's like, from now on, look up this 
significance, mm -hmm. spiritual significance mm -hmm. of everything. I'm like, okay. And I started that and then I was led to one thing to the next to the next. Thing. Right. And so I was looking, I had been receiving messages on the divine feminine messages through animals and I'd look it up and it talked about the divine feminine and I'd be like, what is that? I don't, okay, whatever. And it kept coming, coming. And then one day I was going through the inner space magazine again and I saw the mm -hmm. ad for the divine feminine and I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is, okay, this is real. Right. This stuff is happening, blah, blah, blah. I did not know anything about metaphysical, about crystals, about any of this. I used to look at people who would, you know, use crystals like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like that weird stigma we get, right? Right, right. And mind you, this is something that life is something that, especially in the black community, you're just raised to, that's evil. Mm -hmm. You don't, that, that's, you don't do that. I was raised Christian and crystals, anything outside of what, like, it's, it's Christian and God and everything is demonic. It's evil. You mm -hmm. stay away from it. So that was a huge thing. Um, Diana used to always tell me, you're going to have to let go of everything you've been taught. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Now, mind you, I've always been religious, but, and now I know, but it's like, I reached a point where I need it more. Well, you let go of the ego. And I'm still battling yeah. that. We're still fighting. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll never be gone completely. But I've light has taken out um, up more of my body than ego, thankfully. Um, but she, that's what she used to say. And I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. And I just could not, I did think I was betraying God somehow by using crystals. My husband went through the house anoint like anointing all the doors with oil <laughs> praying he's like you're bringing the devil into oh, the house and stuff so this was like this is also something that was i was experiencing on my own and i know now the spiritual process that's a a, a journey we take alone right the first part exactly. you know so but that's how it was led to your retreat okay i didn't know you didn't know anything about you <laughs> <laughs> and so um and then it's like more crazy right like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but i mean it was open i i i felt comfortable i felt understood i felt you know it, it's just like the universe opened up to me i learned how to identify uh trauma pain whatever i was holding release it and let it go meditation journaling exercising all of those mm -hmm. were key in this journey um so that was two years ago and when i went to the retreat <laughs> when i came and i then you know i kind of felt like oh what am i doing here because i felt everybody there knew way more than what everybody they, thinks that but you guys yeah. were using terms literally like talking about things so casually i'm just like what does that mean what what is what is spirit like why do you why are you saying that i i just i felt like man maybe i'm not supposed to be here maybe this isn't for me like maybe i'm mm -hmm. out of my league but now um obviously all of that has dissipated and everything we pulled you in though we you were did. like have a seat have some cake you, <laughs> did. you did you pulled me in you guys you pulled me in and i and while i was there spirit told me you're going to be speaking here next year 
And after the, after we left, you know, we left right. abruptly. I I didn't think so. I'm just I I didn't even think about that anymore until like the year later, and it just popped up in my head, and I was like, oh, let me contact Andrea, and then it went from there. And you know, the last retreat, like last year. I didn't know. I mean, I, I arrived and mm-hmm. came, mm-hmm. but I did not know. I was because this was still, listen, all I thought I was supposed to do when I first dedicated my life in 2001 to God, I said, oh, I want to do um, something to, you know, bring people to God. So I'm going to write inspirational plays of my life and inspire people, you know? And that. That was before Tyler Perry, all of that. But that's what all, all I want to do. And all this time, I've always said, I'm just going to write a book. I thought that's all I was supposed to be doing. I thought this was preparing me to write a book. But now I know it's much bigger than anything I could have ever imagined. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, I had to, there was a lot of, I had to let go of a lot of people. People that have been a part of my life mm-hmm. for a long time, relationships. You know, even my father, uh, he's, oh man, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You were just talking about him in the hallway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the story. So, yeah. 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 Even with my dad, you mm-hmm. know, he's always been my, my best friend, my everything. And I had to come into an understanding. It's like I had to let go of my child uh, view of him and accept him um, uh, as the adult. And there was a lot of stuff that I hadn't dealt mm-hmm. with from that I was suppressing from childhood from him of course. that I did not know. Yeah. So the relationship never felt authentic. And man, and it's like now he's been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And, and it's like even through this process, I thought I would be a nervous wreck. But literally, I was dreaming about this two years ago. Wow. And in those moments, I would cry. I would think, oh, why am I thinking that these bad thoughts, you know, and I would literally mourn then. So now there's nothing. All I can do, like I literally saw myself at the funeral speaking and everything. So it's like now that it's here, all I can do is just um, be here for with love. There's no emotion at all. There's no sadness. There's no, and I want it to be there. Well, that's no ego. So you did it. You transmuted it. Now it's like objective. It's love. It's good. So that's what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's unconditional love as if you're not exerting it's you're not putting an opinion on him anymore right, right. that's what you go we have to we think we have to put an opinion on everyone and we should not at right, all right, in right, fact right. we just hold space and be present right because his journey's his journey right 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 yeah exactly yeah yeah so during the process once i started healing I mean, i'm probably all over the place but i'm just letting it flow so once i started healing that's when and you know at the retreat people would say things to me like Scarlett mentioned, she when I was coming upstairs, she's like, "Oh, you know, there's so much, so much energy in here, and I know you can feel it." And she's like, um, "She's I was psychic," and I was just like, "Okay, no." <laughs> but, <laughs> right, but, but we're, you know, we tend to be lots of energy, big, big energy women, right. and a lot of women are like, "They're like, wait, wait, why is she telling me this?" Right. And then, like later down the road, yeah. people realize, "Oh yeah, y'all told me that." Like, right. Yeah, and it, it is. It's every, but it's like when in healing something so small, um, some it could be, you know, holding. You've been holding on to uh, 
you're someone a bad event when you were a little kid it doesn't have to be traumatic to the point everybody's trauma is different mm -hmm. and everybody's pain is different um but when it comes up like some things it would take me two weeks even a month before i can approach it because the pain it was so painful but once i went to approach it and release it i acknowledge it release it to the universe and let it go you literally ascend that much more any every little bit that you release and let go it's you like do. you ascend that much more and then the vision started the vi so once i was completely open up i was also open to myself i was open up to my gifts as well mm -hmm. things that had already existed i you know and i didn't realize i was an empath these are these are a lot of my gifts that started coming um to my awareness have been with me always i just thought it was normal right like no yeah yeah, right. yeah. like being yeah. able to read people's mm -hmm. energy and everything um i just thought everybody could do that right you know and right. so like all of these things and you know knowing things or whatever you just thought okay that's mm -hmm. what you know so um it was the healing that allowed me to get to there yes and even you know when i spoke at the retreat I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing something great. I, I said, I told my story about how I got there. And I was thinking, and, I, and my guides told me, because you did this, you released so many blessings in your future. So I was expecting it to all come. You know, like I'm all going like, in. Like it's a transaction. Yeah. And it's not, right? I didn't mean to treat <laughs> it like that. People, because but, that's how we're programmed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're thinking, and that's what yeah. I'm still getting used to. Time does not exist in the spirit world. No, so things could come to you, but it doesn't. You, it, you know, we process things in time, not spirit. And so, just be, they're bringing you stuff, but they it doesn't. You don't know when it's going to happen. Just trust, right? And it's it. always like when you don't expect it. It's always, always, always when you don't right. expect it. Right. The always. divine timing. Oh my gosh, it's so so major. But yeah, so I, I, I went through the whole process. So I did the, we spoke at the retreat and I'm just like, yes, I overcome come my fears. Cause one of the big things spirit told me is you're going to have to get over your fear of being seen. Now people, I'm a, I'm an extra introvert. Okay. Like I'm an extrovert because I love people when I'm around them. My energy just turns on, um, depending on the energy. But I'm, I'm also a very private person mm -hmm. and I like being like, I don't, I don't like to give away a lot. You know what I mean? Vulnerability. I, yes. Vulnerable. Vulnerability. That's the yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't be vulnerable with others and kind of like, so I can do it myself. Right. So it's like, it's literally every step of the way, you know, when a judgment comes up with me or with someone else, it's. I'm reminded you carry this judgment within yourself. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, Whenever yeah. you judge someone, you do carry exactly, it within yourself. Exactly. Yeah, people don't like so, it. So, yeah, but I, I mean, it was like sobering to the point where I had to stop. I remember being in a grocery store one day and, you know, looking at my phone and Spirit told me, like, look, look at the person who's serving you. And I looked and went back and just look into their eyes. See yourself in that person. Right. And so... I smiled at the person and I was personable with the person. I acknowledged the person. Any other time, I probably would have just gone like, it would have been a transaction. Right, exchange, right. But it's like slowing me down to really appreciate 
this experience and every one and then appreciating every one I'm appreciating myself but literally appreciate it's like I'm going through the process of I've been through oh gosh, these cycles of um literally a process of getting to know me mm-hmm. and accepting me and appreciating me um because I lost myself I lost after I got married and had kids I completely lost myself and I was so far removed from the person that I was before. Right. Yeah. I was dead. Mm-hmm. Like I died and this is my rebirth. Mm-hmm. Literally. And um, so, so, you know, I get back home. I'm sorry to keep going back and forth. That's okay. I, I get back home from the retreat. This I just had to tell you this. Get back home from the retreat. And I'm, you know, when you go to these retreats, there's an energy there's, oh, you're oh, high. You're high. high. You're yeah. high. <laughs> and so um, I was still floating on that when I came back home and it, everything was so clear to me. And it's like, I realized after a couple of weeks that basically I just opened myself up to more healing that needed to be done. Right. And, and it, it starts like, no. like the healing just starts. <laughs> yes. Like you go to the retreat and you think, oh, I did all this healing work. And then you have, you're like, oh, I like, like one step. Yes. I'm right. like, but wait, yeah. I was, I did this. I told my story. I did. And it's like, okay. But you did yes. great telling your story. I felt well, like it helped a lot of women. Yeah, I hope so. But the thing is, is that I thought at that point it would be smooth sailing after that. Right. You were like, it's it's like, like yeah. It's like the spirit was like, no, it's just more things. I got to tell you, I've been doing retreats for years and events and giving women platforms to speak. Mm-hmm. And I know the process. I watch you go through it. You all go through the same process. You're like, unless you've done it a few times and right. then you're a veteran yes. and you're just like, yeah, bring it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching you be a first time speaker and yeah. I'm thinking, first I was like, is she going to show up? <laughs> <laughs> Which legit happens. Like right. I get it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm watching you that morning. You were going to yeah. speak. You were like literally shaking. Yeah. 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 You were, you were walking around. Yeah. Hey, Andrea, yeah. I, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try. Okay. <laughs> And I was like, is she going to do this? Are we going to have to fill in? But you did it when it came time. Yeah. I think you took a nap first. You like told me, you were like, I'm going to go lay down now. I did. And I was like, woo, girl, that's some anxiety. But you worked through that. You busted through that resistance. I did. I like. The crazy thing is, is like, I'm used to speaking in front of people. I used to do that for my job. So I wasn't. It's not your job. It's your story. And it's my, and it's. That's the key word is my story. Right. I was, I reveal things in that setting that people who know me don't even know. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, that was major. And watching you go through that and have the courage and you put your ego aside. That was amazing. I I watched you like have a breakdown. Yeah. yeah. Put your ego aside (laughs) and you stood up and did it. And many, many women and have before Mm -hmm. have been like, I'm sorry, Andrea, I can't do this. And then I just stick someone else in. Right. That's the nature of. You know, yeah. Yeah. and so, but you did it. Mm-hmm. You you fought through the resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that, was that so first bad. step is the hardest. Right? It is. It mm-hmm. is. And I feel like after that, now is like okay, it's still a coming together process. And I, I, and that's when I came home and really started focusing on self love mm-hmm. because it's like sort of the end of the process towards completion. And I, so. The healer's journey, man, the hero's journey, they're all the same. Right. It's like are. you go through all of this and it's all transforming the whole time you're going through it. And when we're on the process and the path, 
you don't see all of the work you're doing, not for yourself only, but for those who came mm -hmm. before you and those who will come right. after. But you're healing. I was, man, there was so much clearing that needed to be done on both sides of my family yeah. generationally yeah. that I was carrying that I had no idea um, to the point where I'm like, you know, struggling with things like addiction and, you know, something as simple as overeating. Right. Something is simple. Okay. So in the beginning, and I'm just going to be very real here in the beginning, um, of start, well, that's how I, oh, I don't want to say that because I don't want people to think that you should do that. But listen, I used, I, I, after years and years of taking medication, I started, um, taking herbal refreshments like marijuana. Right. So and listen, herbal refreshments. I, yes, I call it herbal yeah. refreshments. <laughs> I've never heard it called. That's awesome. I'm gonna say that next time. Uh, yeah. Does anyone have any refreshments? <laughs> I no. used to tell my husband, "Listen, I need my herbal refreshments." Or just that's get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, because it didn't sound so bad, right? So, but I mean, listen, it's from the earth. It's natural. But right, right. it did wonders for me that medicine could not, and. That's how I slowly it helped with sleep, anxiety, all the and focus, everything I needed help with. It helped. So all these medications just fell by the wayside. And you know, when you're on that journey, everything that is no longer for you, it falls from you, whether you want it to or not. As long as you're can as long as you don't stop and you keep going and you keep right. releasing. It does fall it's naturally, yeah, right? It, it naturally falls naturally. Falls away. Yeah, that's happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but it got to be to where I started doing it more and more and more. I would do it when I woke up in the morning. I'd do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd do it in the morning. I'd do it before I went to bed at night. Then that started being like during the day. And I'm like, okay, am I becoming weeded? So all of that started to happen. And then I started getting a lot of messages from Spirit saying I needed to get rid of like You grow out of it. it. You grow out of yeah. it. Yeah. Like I don't even, I don't have the... I haven't smoked in a year. I don't even have the need to. Um, I do take a gummy every now and then. Um, but it's like I'm very susceptible to um, addiction. And that, and it, it's really heavy on my dad's side of the family. Okay. So, but it's like the, the one major thing that I struggle with the most, once I released it, mm -hmm. I ascended more. But I also released it from myself and my ancestors so that they no longer have to deal with it as well. So, look, all of this healing is bringing me into, um, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were, I was, we were having a deep conversation and they were like, well, yeah, you know, people in the new age, you know, thinking about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't like that word new age because I feel like this is wisdom that has been it's around. Old age. This has been around <laughs> since the right. beginning of time. It really has. This is us. Mm -hmm. It's just us coming into into understanding and knowing of uh, who we are ourselves. Like it's a remember. The whole healing process is a remembrance of self. That's all it is. And so you know when we're born and we're programmed and we take on all of these things as our identity, um, as this persona we create. So the thing is, we, we do that unknowingly. We do it. We accept it. We adapt it. Some of us never wake up to reality, mm -hmm. wake up to truth. And we go along carrying this, this persona and, and, try, and killing ourselves to give life to this persona, to give, you know, um, to validate this persona and everything. But it's like, 
eventually there's going to come a time in your life, whether something traumatic happens in your life, something, some life altering something that's going to happen in your life that brings you, that breaks you down to yourself. Absolutely. It breaks down. Yeah. 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 It goes out the window. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, um, we all have these moments and this was my moment. So it was mental health. I survived, you know, I, I went through a period of, um, you know, toxic relationship, Mm -hmm. abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. um, that, and that killed my spirit as well. So this is me. I'm being empowered from that. I'm being empowered from those are a lot of deaths that I had to die. Oh, they're deaths. Yeah, they yeah. feel like yeah, deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They fall off. Right, right, right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So this, whew, this last one, though, you know, and it's still shedding for me. And I don't know how it's, I don't really want to speak on it because I don't know what the end effect will look like. Um, but at this point, it's like I'm willing to release it all to get to myself. And mm-hmm. like I said, this year is me first. So... Listen, I'm, I've been a stay-at-home mom since 07. I've dedicated my life to my kids. They are my life. But even them and that, I said me first. Absolutely. I'm willing to give it all away mm-hmm. if I have to lose it all. Because for so long, this whole part of my life, I'm 43, all my life up until now, I've been living for other people. Mm-hmm. And to keep the fantasy, their fantasy of me, alive in their fantasy alive i've been living for that i i almost died for that there were points where um when i was you know in a this abusive relationship i used to imagine myself throwing myself down the stairs just to get a break right right a lot of women imagine that yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, women will even tell me a little hospital say wouldn't hurt me Honey, and it's just to rest. Yeah, just it's to just rest. To rest. <laughs> just to rest. Right. I would I would make stuff up to have yeah. to go to the doctor. I got both surgeries on both my feet because I'm just like I need. You just and, need to and rest. You, don't, you want to rest without feeling guilty, without being you know talked about. It's just so much pressure, and it's like we're carrying other people's stuff. Pressure, not ours. Like. You know, I never even bought into the idea of marriage. I've never bought into anything right. that's conforming mm-hmm. because I was so just free. My dad used to, he's always been like, listen, forcing me, pushing me, be your best self, your truest self. Who cares about what others say? He told me that for a lifetime. He used to always tell me, Renee, you know, people are going to talk about you regardless. And they do. And they will. And, um, you know, situations never change, only the people. So I'm telling my story because this is somebody else's story. Absolutely. It, it is, just yeah. continues to recreate in everybody else and different and people handle it. The differently. things you're saying are things that I think most women think, but mm-hmm. we just don't talk about it. We don't talk because there's right? so much shame. And it's like the idea of like, hey, I'm even going to walk, give up like the kids image of me. Right, like, right, right, right. That's just like total surrender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very necessary. Yeah, yeah. And and only then will the relationship smooth out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Only when I'm being my true self, not what I've seen when I was growing up, because, you know, my uh, relationship with my mom has never been, you know, best because we're so much alike. But when I was growing up, Claire Huxtable was my ideal. She was my role right. model. Right. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> Loved her. I, you know, and I didn't realize how much I had to debt, but that. 
um, idea of oh, successful. family. Successful. I wanted Super all mom, of that. Yes, right. I yeah. wanted all of that. And so I became that. I was that. Um, but I was doing that and I, and I was ignoring myself that whole time. It's like I created what I believed was acceptable and good and never consulted myself. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like now I'm consulting myself. Even, you know, like I said, my dad is going through cancer. And the other day, the other morning, yesterday morning, I was supposed to take him to the doctor. But I woke up, my stomach was really upset. But I was still going to press through because I'm like, no, my dad needs me. And my, I heard a voice. Um, when will you start sacrificing yourself for other people? Right. And I was just having a conversation in my head. No, but, you know, he really needs me. He's sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. And it's like, but what about you? And it's like, so what is going to happen when you get there? You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to, I played this whole thing out in my mind. And finally I called my dad. I said, I can't come. And I went downstairs and spirit awarded me with this beautiful <laughs> message on my wall. And it was just so amazing. And I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. But something so simple as that. Right, right. Choosing myself. Yeah, I listen. Yeah. But so many times, you know, I want to be, you know, that person who's, you know, like the good person who does everything right. And it's like, give, take it easy. Give yourself a break. It's not that serious. It's, it's really, really not. Isn't. So really many things. Isn't. Yeah. Not that serious. It's so right? not that serious. It's so forever. I've always, I've lived my life, keep the wall, trying to keep the walls from falling down. That's what mm-hmm. I've been doing, and now I'm I'm living, <laughs> I'm living freely, whether they're up or down. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I the I just you know want to tell people because my story you could easily look at my story from the outside and think she has it all. Mm-hmm. She has it. You know, I was a stay at home mom, lived in a mansion, never had mm-hmm. to work, vacation, shop, whenever, had a successful husband. It looked great on the outside. Right. But it was hell. And I almost died trying to keep that up. Wow. Yeah. Almost died mm-hmm. trying to keep it up because who was I to complain? Who, who, how could you? You know, and I used to try to talk to my friends, but they'd look at me like, really? And I mean, I was always overlooked as someone just like, oh, you're just, you're so selfish. You're un, you're unappreciative. Look at your life. Like, you don't appreciate what you have. And it used to be, I used to be like, but this isn't it. I mean, but it's, it's not it. It's not, if I'm living like this, shouldn't I match? Bless you. It should be. It's released. I should feel. Okay, this. well, what you... What you're saying is, okay, I had to stay at home, mom. That seems like more work. Like you were oh, working was, so I was hard. 24-7. It was right. a constant job. It right. was a break. It was a constant job. And you, what are you doing now? Like, I know you've trained yourself or mm-hmm. you've gotten teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Reiki. Um, yes, yes. Reiki. And even the way that came along, how you told me to, you know, invited me to your class. Yes. And I'm just like, I really didn't know anything about Reiki. Right. I was just like, I don't know why I'll go. And then to like come and um, have that experience and realize I've been doing Reiki on myself. All oh, yeah. Time. You have yeah. Yeah. Totally. Know. You have been. But um, yeah. So. Right now, I'm building. I'm. I'm. I'm getting certification for. So I'm going to be. 
I was told of my, I was given the vision a year ago as to what I'm going to be doing. And that in my, it is to heal the divine feminine. There is a huge, uh, during COVID, it's like looking at videos and everything. It's like I saw women and this ugly masculinity that we had adapted. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah the way is. we talk, the way bra, all these, the way, the fighting, the loudness, the, the masculinity that we've taken over. And, you know, we have to, There, we all have masculine, masculine and feminine, but there has to be a balance. And because we are out of balance, the earth is out of balance. Right. That's why there's so much chaos. So what I'm, my goal is to heal, start healing the divine feminine from both brokenness. Because when you're in brokenness, you can't love. You can't nurture. We can't be our natural feminine self. No, you cannot. Right. 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 So if we're if we're toxic and ugly and everything uh -huh. harsh and we're giving that out into the world, that's why the mother nature's out of out of balance. And it's so once you heal and restore the divine feminine to herself, right. her natural self, then that energy that unresolved energy can be released back into its rightful owner. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it'll put everything right. It, they will. It yeah, will. it'll set everything right in earth, on earth. It'll be that natural flow. So much vulnerability to be your divine feminine. It, it does. It yeah. does. But you have to do it boldly knowing that you're protected and you're guided. And, and this is what I learned also in reading uh, Course in Miracles is that, you know, there's nothing that anyone can do to you to cause you harm pain can take from you there's nothing in to believe in to believe so is wrong mindedness it's not right mindedness because we're whole already right and when we heal we're being returned to our whole selves right we're being returned to our god selves so to believe that anyone can do anything to you against you or take from you is not is being out of your right mind right yeah yeah so this is so what I that's my goal now and and honestly when it was told to me I still didn't register this because this is stuff I've never even thought of. You're right though so, that being out of believing somebody can take something from you. Right. That is out of your right mind. It is. Absolutely. It is because no one can. So right. I have to constantly remind myself when I'm about to get angry and it's like you're giving them control because there's you're believing in the illusion. Right. The illusion that something or someone can affect you. Right. And that's, that's just an illusion. Yeah. yeah. It's not the case. So um, I tell women that every week. Right. Every week. Yeah, yeah. Is someone doing something to me, putting something on me? Right. And remember, I we know. had, I don't want to go into it, but I told you that was one of my fears. Right. To coming to terms with, you know, that. So was that, oh gosh, what if somebody, and you know, I believe, I'm not going to go in there right now, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> where where can people reach you if they want? Okay, so okay, so I'm doing getting certification on womb healing, yoni steam detoxification. We're gonna heal the divine feminine, right, right, inside out from and and um with and also reiki reiki intuitive energy healing. So I'm my website. I'm just getting my website together and putting together my LLC because I decided to switch the names. So I'm waiting on all of that to happen, but you can find me on Instagram um, at the Sacred Healer, the Sacred Healer, and also through me, I'll know where to find you. Yes, <laughs> you can yes. reach out to hydf dot online, heart and senior divine feminine dot online, mm -hmm. and I can 
I can show people that I can match you. Yes, yes. you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll match you. Yes, you can match me. But yes, yeah, so um, that that's what we're that's what I'm working on right now. I'll have and I I will start seeing clients in April. Okay. Yeah, yeah, April. yeah. So I've already started working with people, but I'll go into full mode. In well, April. you're teaching at the retreat. Yes. In, in May. Yes, yes, You're yes. teaching at the retreat, mm -hmm. so I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Yes. I'll be, I think I'll, it'll, yeah. It'll and, and even how you told me about what the theme, the mm -hmm. labyrinth thing. Yeah. When I immediately hung up with you and thinking about like, oh my gosh, they have to know this. So it just came, what did I tell you? Well, it's so funny because my assistant was like, Get Carlos to do that because she just recently learned about the labyrinth. And I was like, did she? I didn't know that. Yeah. And then you At were the like, retreat. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, yeah, we can get her to do that. And right. I was like, okay. We can do that. Yeah. But I think that you're going to go on and help lots of other women sharing your story. I hope so. Continue to just talk about things that are not talked about. Yes. Yes. That I want to bring to light what's in the darkness right yeah because yeah. we give that's what gives it power right exactly. if we don't talk about it it gives it power exactly right and if you don't talk about it you think you're the only one and you're not the only one absolutely you are not right, right? we have to be broken so we can heal to be whole absolutely so never never like i welcome all the darkness and all of the anything that's like i would consider or perceive painful or bad i welcome it because it's for my growth good or bad is for my growth there's no good or bad we put we is how you perceive things. it's ego right yes mm -hmm. that's it that's what mm -hmm. i want to talk and about. i tell people that every week <laughs> in classes there's really no good or bad it's oh your gosh. ego like perceiving it and people look at me and they're like no and they the ego perceives out of protection absolutely that's it so it's like depending on what your ego, you know, is your ego. Yeah. exactly. So it's like, yeah, yeah. But it's it's helping people to come to terms to these things inside of us, so that we can be um, masters of ourselves. Masters, yeah, of yeah, ourselves. right. Masters masters of ourselves. That's yeah. excellent. What's yeah, your yeah. final words of wisdom for the people listening today? <sighs> final words. Oh. I'll say it again. Situations never change. Only the people. Only the everything people. that's already been done. Everything's been done is all that you're doing has already been done. Just keep going. Don't give up. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep yeah, going. You cannot stop. Not for anything. Not for anyone. This is all about. This should be your year. That's all about you. You should have a. There should be a fire in you of wanting to know yourself, of getting to the best of yourself, that you're willing to sacrifice everything, your life, that life, for this life. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. If you want to follow Carlos Renee, you can reach out on Instagram, The Sacred Healer. Yes, I can. And <laughs> also, hydf.online, and I can help you find her as well. And she's coming to the retreat in May. We yes. still have openings. And... Thank you for listening today and go out and give a woman an opportunity today. Bye. Bye. The Harnessing Your Divine Feminine Show is produced by Eight Robinsons TV. Subscribe for only $30 per year for access to exclusive and archived content. Visit www.thenumber8r.com. B I N 
S O N S dot TV. Thank you for watching.